Dan Blanchard, the CEO, founder, and of course, Captain, I should say, Captain Dan Blanchard of Uncruise. Such a pleasure to be speaking with you again. Uncruise Adventures, Uncruise, just like it sounds, dot com. No lines, no crowds, never boring. Dan, thanks for taking the time again. It's, I was really excited to get to speak with you. How have things been since we spoke? It is interesting, Robert. We really, as we look at this, this period of time, as uh, businesses expand, and I think in every Main Street USA, we're all getting used to just a lot of boarded up buildings. Uh, and, you know, people working from home and, and towers not being uh, filled with workers like they used to be. Let's look at that. The business side of Uncruise Adventures becomes, not that it wasn't important before, but it, it becomes a benefit to everyone because if, if we manage to be profitable in 21 and 22, that gives people that are booking the assurance that, wow, this company is already on recovery. We don't have to worry about, you know, coming up to their door one day and, and it's boarded up. And so, right. you know, when, when we sit there and talk about the advantages of Uncruise today, one of That's and that's such a valid point. I, I actually have a few uh, dear friends who they before I had uh, informed them um, about Uncruise, they had booked another uh, cruise up in um, up in the area, and they then got an email letting them know that their cruise was canceled due to loss of employees, etc., and they would not be getting their money back. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> Well, you know, unfortunately, uh, I think the world of travel, whether it's an airline or a cruise or a, or a you know, stay in a land resort has been, you know, seeing challenges like that. As you mentioned, uh, if I mentioned that, you know, they, I, I think you said something along the idea that, you know, staffing last year was a big issue across much of the world, but specifically in the United States. Uh, the good thing is this year is, is we're certainly not seeing that being And I imagine for you, I would think that, well, now coming out of COVID and whatnot, but uh, your staff, obviously, just as you are, just as every uh, person that works with you, such as Liz, et cetera, in every aspect, but your staff in these adventures, they're so key and important because, again, of the way that Uncruise does cruises and the way that you give people the opportunity to engage with whether the whether it's the Alaskan wildlife and nature, or also I wanted to uh, mention. So I was of course looking at. So you've added three new ones, three more new ones, Dan. Uh, you have new Prince William Sound. You have new Winter Sports Cruise, and then you have new Costa Rica to Cartagena. Yeah, it's uh, those all roll out uh, in 2024. Uh, okay. We're obviously finishing up the. Deep. Now we're able to reignite the 
the other two are, are truly joys in the sense that um, they're new to us. Uh, the, the one right here in Juneau where you know, we have uh, this winter sports in Northern Lights or the Sparry Endeavor for six weeks from you know, uh, early February to mid-March in 24, that you know, will blow your socks off. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not only the ability to get up and, and, and snowshoe and skate ski or cross-country ski downhill or whatever, or, or, or maybe even skate on a frozen lake, if, if, which typically happens every winter. You know? But it's also the ability to get out and see Glacier Bay National Park and Tracy Arm and Cod Arm and actually do some winter cruising where, you know, it snows right down to sea level. It actually, southeast Alaska looks more like Antarctica <laughs> during the the winter months, uh, it's, for people who haven't been up there, they kind of go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this is just like Antarctica. But of course, they have the advantage it's about a, a quarter of the cost of going to Antarctica, uh, which, you know, hopefully we'll bring some of our guests over. We're really excited about that one. And then it's been decades since I have run commercially. That's and, amazing. Uh, and that's, and that's yeah. definitely something to talk about because uh, as I'm obviously, you know more than I do, but Antarctica is such, it seems to be so very prevalent and top of mind right now. It is, and, and for good reason. You know, I mean, we're all seeing climate change. We want to get to these northern and southern regions uh, so we can experience it. Antarctica has, has gotten extremely competitive. A lot of a lot of vessels down there. Um, and so ours is a twist on, you know, you see the kind of beauty you see in Antarctica in the winter in Alaska, but also have this little ski town called Juneau, Alaska, to be able to strap on your skis or, or go for a snowshoe or just sit in the hot tub in the snow and then grab a cocktail. It's all available. That is, uh, yeah, again, that it's something to, in my opinion, really um, touch upon because also... If that is the you know quote unquote destination someone wants to take, i.e. you know something of the, in the genre of say Antarctica, but to be able to go to Alaska, one it's you know much easier, uh, depending especially for North Americans who we're primarily speaking to, and then further to then as you just touched upon, you can experience a lot more. You can exp- you can really experience a bit more of life than you would doing the alternative. And um, with respect to, if you don't mind me asking a little bit more about the, um, it, it really piqued my interest because I'm, uh, I'm currently reading uh, Jimmy Buffett's uh, Pirate Looks is 50. And uh, he wrote it obviously 20 years, he wrote it 20 years ago when he was turning 50, but near the last uh, 25% of the book, one of his bucket lists was going to Cartagena. And he he really uh, expands upon the magic of it and the depth of it and whatnot. What made you choose Cartagena? Well, having read the book, I would say very similar to Chevy Baba, but with a twist. You know, for me, uh, I started traveling in Columbia on my own. This private travel time, uh, probably 15 years ago. And one thing that amazed me about Columbia, about the people, they are just unbelievably open and friendly. I uh, I don't think there was a night when we were going to Columbia. We did it partly by uh, 
stiff on a river and then partly by um, over land and, and partly by backpack. So I was kind of reliving my, my 20s a little bit. Um, <laughs> but there wasn't a night when we were hiking or, or around the small villages of Columbia where we didn't get invited to dinner in, a, in people's homes. And it, it didn't come with any strength attached. Um, it just was the beauty of the people. And that was actually the first piece. And then eventually I got, I never expected the walled city of Cartagena to blow me away like it did. And so it wasn't the first thing I went and did, but on, a, on my maybe third trip to Columbia, I got the Cartagena, the walled city in the history. Uh, you know, we think here we are in the United States and you know, we, we find something old to be from you know, 1930. Uh, <laughs> and really old if it was before 1900. And you go to, to South America and Cartagena, and, you know, they were much more advanced than we were. Much yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, it's it's pretty amazing. It's, it's shocking. I mean, to go to places, you know, where where Columbus sailed into and where Drake and Oregon were at. Captain and, Drake, uh, yeah, and, as and, Jimmy talks about as well in the book. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's over the top. And it's interesting, You so you said you read the book, yes? Yeah, when it first came out, so it's been a few years. Yeah, but so uh, if you recall, he the way you just described it was perfect, But and you were describing it from your own experience, but he talks about the magic of seeing that walled city. And then he touches upon Captain Drake, who's one of his favorites, etc. But he said the power, you know, and this is an individual such as you, that's traveled, you know, to so many different places. He said, but the magic and the power of that and the history, as you just touched upon. And so what an, and so Dan, when you, with respect to your plans and say, again, you have new Costa Rica, two Cartagena as we're touching upon, you just mentioned the winter sports cruise, you have new Prince William Sound, but so obviously, not obviously, but when you do Alaska, you know, which is your, your backyard and you know it inside and out it's your it's truly your genius so when you go to Cartagena what is it that Uncruise presents to the fortunate passengers that then become your friends and take those trips how does Uncruise do that differently just as they do in Alaska with a place such as Cartagena well I think you know that it just won by the, the nature of the guys and the type of client we get you know, we ship. So, for instance, you, you, will, you will go to, somebody who goes on a big ship to Cartagena, they're going to have a chance to take tours and such. And, and just like us, we're going to, but, but we may have a morning run on top of the wall uh, or, or a walk. Or a <laughs> How amazing the wall Because, I mean, isn't that cool? I mean, I, you know, when you actually go there, the thickness of that wall is amazing. And, um, and so there's different ways to see it than just, you know, going through, you know, knickknack shops and this kind of thing, although there are some really great local uh, handicrafts that, you know, can't be passed up. But then the, the bigger part of what we do is when we get underway and visit some of the remote areas of Colombia, uh, you know, Panama used to be part of Colombia uh, back before the Panama Canal and this kind of thing. And so you find out when you get to these island groups or with the indigenous people, the connections they have from in Panama and Panama has in Colombia is quite strong culturally. So it, I, I think that adds a lot. And when we get to the border 
towns, we hike a trail between the two border towns, and these are just small villages uh, way outside the, the, you know, the normal realm of life for a visitor. And I think the, the really great thing for us about, you know, a lot of times people, when they think about Panama Canal Cruise, they think, oh, well, I did that, you know, eight years ago on a carnival ship. Right. And it's not the same thing as you do with Uncruise, because what happens when you go with Uncruise, you're actually visiting all the small islands and coves and this kind of thing on your way to and from the canal zone. So it's an entirely different experience. Um, been going on a, on a large ship for sure. Is that because Dan, you can you bring up a really really great point that I don't think we've discussed before? Uh, is that because due to your having your uh, smaller exceptional ships, you can pull into many different ports and uh, locations that you would like versus the larger carnivals, et cetera, Since you use that name, they have they you know they have to pull into a designated. Uh, cruise port, are you able to th- alternatively negotiate and establish locations that you can bring your fortunate guests to that they can't even remotely consider? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the MO for us when we started this business 27 years ago is we're going to go to the same places I would go in my sailboat, my 42 foot sailboat. <laughs> you mentioned it. Right. And, and that is why we do, you know, I, I got back from three years selling the Pacific with my family. I went back to my cruise industry job, was bored to tears, and that led to Uncruise Adventures because I, I honestly believe that what we see, you know, with a thousand people, three thousand, six thousand people on a large ship is entirely different than what you see with. Um, in that case, a 66-passenger vessel, which can get to the same places I took my sailboat so many years ago. That's amazing. It's truly like you you really are, um, and I'm. Uh, if you're fine with it, I'm fine uh, using it as another example with respect to you're giving people an opportunity to experience life in a way that you know, fantastic individuals such as, well, one yourself, but further say the Jimmy Buffetts and, and really, you know, amazing people have traveled that they couldn't, you know, and, and again, you look at a carnival career, any cruise line, uh, and they're baffling to me. I mean, they're literally a city. They're bigger than cities. And they, you know, it's, it's getting on a boat that has a mall. It has, you know, so many things that, Okay, sure, maybe you think you want that, but you're not really escaping and experiencing these places you're going to the way you should because you're literally just you're just transferring one version of your life in, into a ship and you know having a lot of cocktails and having fun. But with uncruise, when you get to get on, as you just said, a you know, 60 plus whatever passenger ship and then be able to go to ports and experience life in a way that Pirates and Captain Drakes and um, and Dan Blanchards and Jimmy Buffett's have done it. That's life changing. That's truly, truly life changing. And that's a, such a gift to be able to give that to people. It is, and, and I think when you look at it, it's, it's kind of small group exploring and and really trying to take in the place. I there's one place I'm just in kind of. Near the San Blas Islands, where Christopher Columbus was sailing one day, and 
was a big blow, and he had to turn around because his, his son got quite sick that was on board. They hear that whole story, and then nearby is where Drake's body supposedly is at, you know, in a, in a coffin many feet deep in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you, you share this history and learn this history firsthand on a boat very similar in size uh, to, to what Drake held, slightly larger. So you sound like you're a uh, you're a fan of Drake, yes? Well, you know, I think he's a tremendous person in history for sure. I uh, I appreciate you know what took place in in, in Panama with Drake and Morgan and uh, you know the invasion of the old Panama City at one time, uh, long before the canal. And you know when you read that history, I, I find it amazing as you go into Portobello and here lies a port and I believe, I could be wrong and this is San Lorenzo as well I, I believe that it was in 1542 or 1532 someplace in that area that these forts were built and, and they're literally sitting in the jungle today uh, just with jungle grown up around of course they're the parks uh, and, to, and to step foot in there and all the books I have read you've read as well about that period of time and realizing you're standing there on the same structure that was built so long ago for a Westerner in the United States, it's, it's amazing history. I agree with you 100%. And, to, and uh, I, due to uh, Jimmy's, to that book, uh, I then, I did a bit of research on Drake because I found it fascinating. And the way that he personally went about uh, literally doing all the exceptional, amazing things he did at that time with no technology, you know, no technology in comparison to today, but did it literally out of a vendetta and a just kind of a wicked smile on his face of not, you know, not being keen on uh, the king of Spain at the time. I think it's, it's fantastic. And again, it wasn't, you know, he wasn't flying around in planes. He wasn't some, you know, modern, uh, I mean, he was living in that time and it was just on these ships and being such a master navigator. I would imagine for you, Dan, you know, being the person you are and having the experience you have and um, uh, with Uncruise and prior to sailing around for three years as you did to kind of feel to a certain extent like I'm trying, you know, I can almost perhaps on a certain level relate to what this guy might have been seeing and what he was experiencing more than any as you to use the term you just did any you know you american or westerner can uh, can even comprehend well it certainly is a an eye-opening experience to go there and realize i mean you know even uh, when i sailed you know we didn't uh, we had an early gps and late sat now you know, but to think about Drake out there with uh, a quadrant and uh, <laughs> a hope for good weather so that he can get his sightings in. I, I, it's just the dead reckoning they have to get into the Mariners world that, you know, they used to call it dead reckoning. We still do try to predict where you're, you're at when you can't necessarily take a shot of the sun or, or the stars and try to figure out your position and dealing with tides and wind. I mean, what Drake did was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. 
And isn't it true? And then I'll um, I will say <laughs> we'll dig much more significantly into Uncruz. But didn't um, Cartagena the walls there in Cartagena? They are built as thick as they are to a certain extent beca- to basically ward off the Drakes of the day, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it was a center for gold transportation, as was Portobello, and uh, the walls are amazingly thick. You. And, until you actually get there and see it, you just hard to imagine that they could put a walled city up that is that heavily fortified in, in that time in history. Isn't it incredible? You know, I've mentioned to, uh, you know, having spent some time in the Northeast and whatnot where they have, um, you know, these canals along the Delaware River and whatnot, and you think back on, okay, so, you know, it's similar to, say, Cartagena, or you look at Egypt, et cetera, but you look back and you think, okay, People, you know, people built these amazing inventions and they did it with just brute hard work. And I had said, to a, I was having a conversation with some entrepreneurs. I said, if you had a project right now and you tried to find even, I challenge you, even say a hundred, a hundred people to commit to doing what those people did at that time, you couldn't find them. They, they, they those types of people, in my opinion, don't even exist anymore. The way... And it's because of the way they lived and the way they had to experience it. And it was just, it was what you did. It's, we're going to move these blocks. We're going to build these walls. But if you task someone now, in my opinion, to do that, I, I think it would be unfathomable to find people that could just do it with brute force and human strength. Yeah, it takes a lot of dedication. And yeah, it's an amazing feat, to say the least. And speaking of dedication and amazing feats, such as what you have created with Uncruise, so when you look now, Dan, uh, I imagine you don't find it daunting, you just find it exciting, but so Uncruise Adventures, again, U-N-C-R-U-I-S-E dot com, Captain Dan Blanchard, and then when you scroll through all destinations, Mexico slash Sea of Cortez, Alaska, obviously, New Prince William Sound we've touched upon, new Winter Sports Cruise, new Costa Rica to Cartagena, Hawaiian Islands, Colombian Snake Rivers, San Juan Islands, Costa Rica, Panama, Belize, Guatemala, Galapagos, that's amazing, uh, the Juno Shore excursions and tours, cruise combo packages, land packages. And from when you started it to now, do you, when you look at that list, do you find it daunting or do you just find it simply amazing and exciting? <laughs> you know, I think the, uh, obviously, I'm a last point through, through heart and soul. I was born there, but I went to Spino. And, uh, you know, for a last point, I sit there and go, oh my gosh, you know, this, this is great that people came to see us in Alaska. Let's open up the, uh, as much of the world as we can so that people can still travel with us, you know, after Alaska. And many guests return to Alaska multiple times, but the fact that they will then, you know, travel with us to these other destinations is super valuable to me because, you know, they, uh, people like to say, oh, they, you joined the uncruised cult. <laughs> it's like <laughs> travel one time. And, you know, there's a little bit of truth to that because, uh, you know, we, we are very much look for the client that wants much more in life than, you know, the 5,000 passengers on a ship and that are being whether they recognize it or not, being controlled uh, throughout their trip, even when on 
onshore and where they what they see. Uh, it's all set up. They're you know even controlled by the cities where where they're allowed to take tours and where they can't, and this type of thing. And then you step in on a cruise where basically you're in an environment with you with very similar minded people and the controls are kind of like the shackles are being lifted off and you know three two one blast off let's go so yeah it feels good that over the years we have organically grown and uh and i'm still 100 percent in control of the company i'm not uh, being, being motivated by a private equity firm that stands behind me telling me what to do right we're really thinking about our guests and our ability to within that model Take us to a new place. I, you know, I, I grew up uh, in the church, right? And I was even a preacher when I was young. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't know one that. Of the things I, oh, yeah. You know, I used to preach the gospel on the streets of San Francisco and Seattle pretty regularly huh. in my teens and early 20s. <laughs> and it's a carry through for me is that I care about people. And I, my mom used to say that I, you know, Danny, you've got the biggest heart. And, and that has to be part of what we do. So it's for, for me, there's the, you know, make profit as business have to be able to survive. But there's a much bigger part to me that wants to be involved in, in people loving their life. You know, I'm not a preacher anymore. I haven't been, not even a direction I think about for decades and decades. But the part that wants to make sure that when people come with us, that they have an personal, almost spiritual experience, uh, you know, in the wilderness, in, in the quiet places in this world that just blow your socks off. That's, to me, that's the most satisfying thing I can do. And it's why, you know, with all the destinations you mentioned, that is why we, we go there is because we found that in Alaska and now we're going to replicate it in these destinations where people can feel like, wow, I was just on a damn single boat with three years or maybe just one week <laughs> but yeah. at those places that are so unique. That's amazing. What a beautiful, very, very well said as always. You're so incredibly well spoken. But what a beautiful way to uh, to describe what you do, how you do it, and why you do it. Really um, authentic and uh, and fantastic. So thank you for that. And so for those that, because now I've almost had the fortune of having uh, 30 minutes of your time once again, Dan. So for those that are now we're already unbelievably almost at the end of January for the sake of conversation, for those that whether they – oh, and by the way, I'm not sure if Liz has relayed this to you, but very excited to have you uh, you slash uncruise, depending on how you guys want to do it. You're going to be on the upcoming uh, spring cover of Elevated Jet Center magazine, which I'm thrilled about. I think it's going to be one of the best covers. Yeah. We've, well, it's, it's going to be one of the best covers we've ever done. And so, for those that right now, it's January seventeenth, uh, and they're looking at the year ahead for 2023. What does the availability look like for uncruise? And if people are thinking about, in your opinion, right now at this moment in time. Just looking at 2023, what are the, of all the destinations we've now discussed, which ones are the ones to be thinking about now and looking at booking to do something in 2023 with Uncruise? Uh, well, Alaska primarily. I mean, this it, the timing right now is what the industry calls the wave season, which happens, you 
sometime after the first week in January, it generally goes to early April. And that is the period of time where summertime destinations book very heavy. We had our biggest day since 2019 last week uh, in sales, uh, like 350% over last year's Congratulations, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, you know, it's so nice to see it back. But but I I think that... 350%, that's incredible. Just looking at it's 352% last week. And uh, uh, so to see that increase over 2022 sales tells us that the market's returning. <laughs> I think it says that in a very first, strong way. <laughs> it does. Um, it, but it also tells the, the guests, the client, uh, people looking to travel that book now because space going up. We still have some carryover from people that couldn't sail during the pandemic. You know, we it used to require a vaccine. Now that has been lifted recently, so those people are coming back that maybe were booked in 20 or 21. And so the what you're finding is a lot of summertime uh, destinations right now, including uncrews, are booking very heavily. So it's it, it, last year and the year before, people that traveled that could sit there and say, well, you know, I'm just going to wait till the last minute. You can't do that this year or you're not going to have a space. And I, I, that's right. for all travel, quite frankly. So so the return to travel is definitely happening. We're experiencing it right now, as you say, the, the January through March, early April period is typically we're going we're gonna to see our summertime trips in the Galapagos, uh, in Alaska, Columbia Snake River, and those kind of places are, are really booking solid right now. And so now is now it's very time sensitive for people that are interested in 2023 and then further, they should also be looking at 2024 because Uncruise is delivering uh, at an unparalleled level what really no one else is delivering and, uh, and due to, and I imagine your retention rate with guests and people rebooking, whether it's with the same cruise or going to one of the many other amazing uh, destinations you offer now, it must be very high. Yeah, it is. And we're seeing more of our past guests uh, return, for instance, to Alaska this year because, you know, they remember their trips there in the past. But the pandemic has kind of presented, you know, the lack of travel, lack of availability of certain things. So a lot of people are kind of you know, returning to places they really loved this first time around to travel, uh, post-pandemic, I should say. And I, so what we're seeing is a lot of our guests are going, you know, I just want to go back to Alaska. I just want to see it, see that, those sites and breathe in that clear air. Yeah. Kind of as a, a restart to traveling. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And once again, very well said. I think I'm going to have to... Uh, to get up there and give it a shot as well. Captain Dan Blanchard, along with being captain, also CEO, founder, general manager, and basically, again, the genius behind Uncruise Adventures, U-N-C-R-U-I-S-E.com. Dan, I could literally, um, if I was so fortunate, speak to you all day. Uh, that being said, I know you're incredibly busy and you have much more important things to do than speak to me. Is there anything I didn't ask you today or anything we didn't discuss that you would like to? Uh, 
you forgot my my final title. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Cheap bottle washer. <laughs> I mean, in, in our cruise, we all take pride in the fact that the title means something. Like getting the job done means everything. So uh, <laughs> I will just say that it won't be uncommon if, uh, if people listening come to Juno to in a panic, it's all hands on decks. I'll help chuck people in. I'll help uh, handle bags. That's just what we do. So, a cheap bottle washer. <laughs> Thank you very much for that laugh, <laughs> Dan. Such good, a good chatting with you, Jen. And we do have you. you we got to get you up to Alaska this season. We, we you got to carve out some time for me. Uh, okay, well, I will take that as a personal invite, and uh, let's connect offline, and uh, we will, um, or off podcast, and we will. Uh, I, I will take you up on that. I will. I've never been. Uh, it's you know, I've lived in amazing places such as Aspen, Telluride, et cetera, but I've never done Alaska as it pertains to quote unquote snow country, and I would absolutely love to. So thank you for mentioning that, and uh, let's see if you and Liz and I can get it set up. All right, my friend, Dan Blanchard, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Uncruise Adventures, Break Up With Boring, U-N-C-R-U-I-S-E.com. Dan, have a fantastic rest of your day, and thank you so much for taking the time, and thank you very much continuously for the opportunity to work with you and Liz. Thank you. Looking forward to our next conversation. Me too. Let's make sure it's sooner this time. Take care. Bye-bye.